Hello and welcome to the Tennis Clubhouse podcast with your host Jamie and alongside me Paul and Brian. G'day. Hello. <laughs> this week on the Tennis Clubhouse podcast we'll be looking at the second week of the ATP Indian Wells event in which Carlos Alcaraz was the eventual champion and has reclaimed his world number one spot. Also Rafa Nadal dropped out of the ATP top 10 for the first time since April 2005. And the second week of the women's events, right back in the beach in Sabalenka at a fourth attempt. And we'll also be touching on the Challenger Tour events, where the highlight was Benoit Pair going out in the first round of the Phoenix Open. But the eventual winner was Borges from Portugal. But we'll touch on that later. And we'll also move on to the Miami ATP and WTA events later in the show. Can we call it a show? Episode. Episode. Later in the episode. Yeah. Good stuff. Without further ado, boys. Let's get into it. Boys, this week, a lot of tennis has obviously been played. First and foremost, did you manage to get out yourself and, and have a knock this week? I haven't personally played this week, apart from a little session on Tuesday, but that doesn't really count. You two had a knock though, didn't you? We had a match on Saturday. We did, yeah. Paul, as he said, when we finished the game, has finally lost his unbeaten finally, streak yeah. in the uh, of the year. Oh, and you played on Sunday, didn't you? On Saturday. Saturday. Did you? All right. I didn't get an invite, so I wouldn't know when they played. They didn't invite me to this uh, social tennis podcast. Social, no, serious, serious um, tennis going on. Indeed, indeed, some serious stuff. But boys, the big news, obviously, maybe bigger than the Alcaraz one. We'll come on to the boy Rafael Nadal finally being out of the top ten since April two thousand five. Nine hundred and twelve weeks he spent in that top ten. What what an achievement! As you said, a massive achievement. You know, considering. His injuries and everything, you know, to stay up there for that long, really a big, big uh, achievement, yeah. I think that's what shocked me um, when he dropped out of the top 10 and all these uh, headlines came out. I couldn't believe that he'd stayed in there for that long. I just assumed that he had dropped out because there was times when he hadn't played Grand Slams. He didn't play like, two Grand Slams or three Grand Slams for his uh, his foot injury. How's it? Did, did, did he not? Get a protective ranking for that, or I'm not quite sure how he worked for that. How he stayed in the top ten for get... all that all them years when he was injured. I don't think you get that. Obviously, well, what stood out to me is obviously two thousand and five. God, stuff that was happening on back then. Istanbul, Liverpool. You think that was miles away, and Rafa's just still been in the top ten, and no one's even really noticed. I'm looking now at the, the stats. The, the second person who's closest to him is Jimmy Connors. He was seven hundred and eighty-eight weeks. Roger Federer, 734. So, you mean, come on, there's a long way off it. Is it because he won basically the Roland Garros every year, which is 1,000 points? which 2,000 points? 2,000 points, which basically takes him to the top 10 every year. But he's got to protect those points each year. So yeah, he's got to win it every year, won't he? But in game points, he just yeah, stayed, just on, stayed on those sort of point mean, levels. So is that why he was always in it? Yeah, and he's a class player. You've got to remember, he's an absolute class player. Yeah. One of the best probably tennis players to ever live. That's why he's at the top ten. You wouldn't often see him losing early rounds of tournaments, would you? He's always... Remember that Wimbledon one? Remember that Wimbledon one when he lost second round or first round to... Lost to Kyrgios early doors? Or no, 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 but the unknown guy. Southern. He lost to Dustin Brown. 
Now, another unknown guy. Another unknown guy. Sorry, Ryan, I've named two already there. Actually, he's been out of Wimbledon quite a few times. But yeah, it's yeah, not it's a fair one. But Novak Djokovic is on 555 weeks in the top 10. So you're talking what Djokovic there has got to do another eight, eight years or something like that. Is my maths off there? Eight years, 52 weeks a year. About eight years he's going to stay in the game for to just match Djokovic. With matching it That's out. only because Djokovic wasn't like a teenage sensation like Nadal. Nadal was probably in it when he was 18. Yeah, true. He was winning tournaments. It's a good chat. Yeah, yeah. That's 17, no, 17. That's why he's been in it. 17, yeah. That's why he's been the record because he was in it so young. Talking about Rafa as well, he had some great, great trends. I know he started off the old three-quarter length pants and the old sleeveless. Uh, it's fair to say he's gone through a few few trends, to be fair. Getting better now on the dress sense, would we say, boys, overall? Yeah, he's figured out. Uh, after all this time, he's figured his... Uh, mm. Although I did, I did get involved in the three quarter length uh, and the old shorter sleeves when I was a when I was a young boy playing. Is tennis. he? Uh, is he done now, Rafa? Outside the top ten, is that now like? Is that the first little step on the decline? If he doesn't do anything at the French Open, then is that it? Depends when he's back playing. You know, um... could be. I think that's the first little sign that he's uh, that he's done. Don't you think that? I think he's trying, but. He possibly knows there couldn't be anything left. There's nothing left. What do you think that means to him, being outside the top ten? Do you think he obviously he won't be oblivious to his ranking? He'll know he's now 13. Well, of course, he'll know the whole, what the do you whole, think, the whole world what, what do you think he thinks about it? Well, he, he, or just thinks, well, not bothered? He, 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 he knows he's going to... At, one, at some point, he knows it's going to come to an end. You know. Yeah, but do you think he's bothered that he's outside the top ten? Yeah, 100%. He's yeah. a competitive player. He wants really? to be in and amongst it. I don't think he's bothered. He knows he's not going to be getting an easy draw in Grand Slams now. Yeah. What, still ranked 13th in the world? I'm pretty sure you get an easy draw there, Ryan. Right? You're not going to be getting one of the top boys. But he's, not, he's probably he's figured this out. At the start of the season, he probably figured it out that he was going to drop out at some point. Some, some part of his crew would have told him that, you know, yeah. you're going to possibly get out the uh, top 10. Oh, you think you already knew this? Yeah, probably yeah. prepared it mentally. Yeah, but uh, yeah, as I say, we'll be doing podcasts on Rafa Nadal to come anyway, where we can look in a bit more in depth about his years that he's played. But yeah. great achievements anyway for Rafa, and hopefully he can get back in the top 10 to add a few more weeks to that uh, time in the top 10. But anyway, boys, let's get on to the ATP Indian Wells. Uh, after we left off, there was a few games that were obviously happening at the same time as us doing the podcast and, and shortly after. Uh, one game that was going on was the Stan versus Rune. And obviously, for that, obviously, Stan, I wish he was going to play for a little bit longer because I could see that being a little bit of a tasty one moving Jeez. forward anyway. You know, the likes of that handshake at the net again where Rune goes to Stan. You've got nothing to say now. And obviously, Stan didn't need to say anything because he won the game. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas last time, he was giving it a little bit of lip because he potentially lost. But. It was an absolute great game to, to watch anyway, boys. What were your thoughts on it? Yeah, good hitting, like you said, from both of them. Clean hitting, especially what I'm not one handed backhand myself, but I like to see the one handed backhand. Always good to see. And it you know, it's gone to three sets again, so really a flick of a, a coin toss, really. Obviously it was seven five in the final to Stan. But uh that game couldn't have really gone any closer, really. Yeah, he done well to take it to three sets, actually Rune. But uh yeah, I think it's interesting with Rune. Uh, maybe a little bit childish at the end to still remember something that was in the past. 
Paris, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it's a bit childish, but well, he's young. Mm. So I think just maybe the heat got to him on the head there, and he's uh, had a lash out there. But yeah, interesting to see if they play again. Yeah, Could definitely. Happen, like a trilogy? Could happen again? Could be. Would be nice. And yeah, another good one that we saw in the round of 32 was Murray versus Draper, which everyone thought Murray might have had another monster game. He didn't have a monster game. He got beat quite convincingly, didn't he? Well, tight first set, 7-6, but then obviously get beat 6-2 in the second set. Is that potentially the new the new star for English tennis, Draper, do you see, boys, over the likes of Evans? And I think um, Evans and... Well, Evans. he's not going to be a new star because Nari's going to be the star for, I'd say, five next five years. He's not going to take over Nari. But I think... Him and Oro are now fire the flag. Murray's probably to the end. Evans is, seems to be dropping off the face of the earth. Yeah, he? he had a good, good couple of seasons, but he's um, he's not doing, he's not winning as much as now, is he? Yeah, but I think Draper's coming through as one of the more powerful hitters as well on the tour. You see all these new lads, Brooksby, all these young American lads, and I think Draper's up there with the power that he's hitting. Draper gets good. Um, what's not the word? Publicity. He gets good. Uh, reputation from Tension. the other tours that the other tours the other players that talk about him on the tour he's got a good reputation it's a good one but yeah one, one to watch for the future and obviously beating Nadal as well back in the Australian Open was a little bit of a confidence boost for him definitely and I forgot about that yeah probably yeah. you know that's probably led to Nadal going out of the top 10 boys Draper yeah. or an English one but um, yeah the round of the, the round of 16 definitely proved to have some tasty games in it we've just highlighted three just off the bat here, another Sinner versus yeah. Stan again within the uh, within the highlights that we're doing here. Sinner versus Stan. Fantastic contest in which my boy Sinner, who I tipped to actually win the tournament, mm. went on to win. But um, yeah, your thoughts on your thoughts on that game? It was quite a convincing 6-1, 6-4 to Sinner. I thought potentially might have been a little bit tighter, but was Stan tired, potentially? Sinner is hitting the ball as clean as I've seen anybody hit a ball Yeah, on both sides. But he's fantastic. Alcaraz. Up there. Up there, as well as I've seen, like Alcaraz, you know, yeah. He's, he's hitting the ball well, so I wasn't surprised it was so convincing. Yeah. I think there's always going to be a bit of burnout with Stan. He's not going to be able to produce six games of quality tennis to win the Indian Wells. He's, he can do two or three, but I think once he comes up against a more formidable opponent. Yeah. No, exactly. A top ten now, so I believe he'll be moved up. Yeah, yes, definitely. Where's the tablet? Where's the tablet? Or it's gone one percent. That's why. A charge, not charge. But yeah. um, another good one. Medvedev. We did make it to the final versus Zverev. Pretty much, I could, I could say that was arguably one of the one of the games of the tournaments potentially. I didn't expect myself Zverev to put up that much of a challenge, but he did. Potentially should should have won it anyway, boys. Potentially. Potentially match of the tournaments. Yeah. I'd go probably neck, neck out and say potentially match of the tournament, not much. I watched the majority of that match. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't Zverev potentially have match points in that game? He did. He had one at. Yeah, he, he did. did. He had one at 5-4, a little break point. Um, and yeah, didn't take it. I think you have to take all of Medvedev's games in this tournament with a pinch of salt. Because I think half the time he was more bothered about the court that he was playing on rather than the opponent. I think in every game he played, he was complaining. But still, it's a positive result for Zverev. Um, 
keeps the uh, momentum rolling from his camp. Yeah, no, definitely. So, Wasn't that was that the one where he was complaining about the court, saying I'm going to go to the toilet break, or which game was that? Yeah, was, that, was, that was that in Zverev's game? Well, that one yeah. He said the courts are so slow, and the tournament officials don't care. Or something about that. Something about they don't care about this court being yeah, slow. I'm no. going to take as much time as I want. It says on the uh, fact sheet, it says it's a hard court. <laughs> but it's playing yeah. more like a... Soft court, whatever that was. <laughs> if there is one in between. But uh, yeah, that's why I love Matt Bedev. He's always going to come up with these cracking phrases. He's, he's quite, he's coming quite a, uh, like, uh, like so, quite a character in the game where people are like... Like annoying, likeable guys. Yeah, so they're actually yeah. waiting for his uh, post-match interviews after the game. Kind of like he's like a bit of a curious kind of feel to him. Yeah. Do you, yeah. you think that? Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I, the punditry and stuff like that on the Prime especially was kind of like, oh, we can't wait for Mevedev. Oh, we can't wait for what Mevedev has to say about this. He's coming like a bit of a character, I think. Yeah, no, definitely. And his other... Um, compadre from Russia, Rublev falling short to the Brits, Nori. But he's he's like the opposite of never there Rublev, more boring character in my life. But uh, none of Rublev. none of yeah. us none of us certainly spotted that uh, victory for Nori. Obviously coming through it quite convincingly, six two, six four. How do you feel, boys? You guys had him both to win, did you not, this tournament? We, we had him to win. I think I thought I had him maybe to get the final, the final, final and then yeah. Medvedev to win it. I think the yeah, slow courts played a part in this uh, result with Nori beating Rublev. Nori just came from the clay, won that clay tournament, didn't he, against Alcaraz week before. Got to the final the week, week before. before that, I think the slow courts had a a factor in this one because I think Rublev plays much better on a faster court. Yeah, he can hit through the ball with yeah. his um, yeah. extra gunting, um, yeah. you know. I've always noticed a lot from the Indian Wells as well. It always seems to be windy around there for some reason. Like, they never, all the tournaments, there's a lot of winds. And you the super associate California just being calm, hot conditions. But it's in it always, the desert, isn't it? That's why. Yeah, but it's in California. But you always expect it to be like calm, but yeah. it's just a bit My windy. auntie's just been to California. She said they've had the worst weather conditions in years. Well, there so you it's go. just a free, But it is usually. Quite windy there. Yeah. I mean, you see the uh, palm trees sort of like yeah, fluttering, uh, fluttering around. And that definitely plays an impact to these these boys' games. Who, well, the wind is definitely a factor that, that takes it away sometimes. But um, yeah, swiftly onto the quarters anyway. Um, any any standout highlight games there for, uh, for yourself? I'll boys? start. I'll start us off with um, my selection. Francis Tiafo beating Norrie. Yeah. Rolled on through. I think. Um, he had a few highlight reels from this one, um, and he just plays well in front of that American crowd, which is what yeah, I said the week before. Yeah, he buzzes from his from the you know atmosphere from the crowd. Yeah, especially his home crowd. Well, I think six four six four potentially flatters Norrie a little bit. I don't think he looked like he was really ever in it. It looked like Tiafoe was always in control of the game, and he looked calm out there. To be fair, as you said, on a home ground, playing yeah. playing some good tennis. Yeah, another American who. Didn't have it as always in the quarters. Will be Fritz versus Sinner. As I say, Paul from what Paul was saying, Sinner just hitting the ball clean. But again, I think Fritz is also playing well and yeah. could have been anyone. That's on another good match. That was another decent match to watch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, six four four six six four. Just a break in it in each, you know, game. No one's whitewashed. No one's like you know, battering anyone. Yeah. 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 Not many breaks of serves as well, which is. Quite good. Always good. Always good to see. Anyway, with them, um, four breaks of serves and 
30 mm. games of tennis is not bad going. That's good. Yeah, it's very good going. And then Alcaraz versus Felix. Mm. Alcaraz just kind of... He was good, yeah. It was just yep. two. Nothing much more needed to say that one. Just comfortable, really. Yeah. Doing enough. I didn't... Is it just me or do you forget? You know, if you haven't seen him play... I thought this especially from the final. I know we'll touch on it later, but... If you haven't seen him play for a while, you kind of forget how good he is. Alcaraz. Is this Alcaraz? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just... I forgot how good he was. Like, if you're at the back of the court, just drop shot and you're dead. You're just dead straight away. That's... I just couldn't believe how good he was. I forgot how good he was. It's just because the drop shot's good, especially with his game, pushing it, his opponent's back. You can just easily drop yeah. the uh, drop shot in. I know, and his highlight reels. Like, I just don't... How do you even win a point against him? Like, it's just everywhere, isn't he? Yeah, he's like... He's got great court, court coverage, isn't it? The commentators were obviously saying he's got the defensive work rate of Nadal and the offensive skills of Fedra. Yeah. So... One of the is complete players. Is he better than they were in their heyday? You know what I mean? I just, I just forgot how good he was. Uh, potentially, maybe the players, well, the talented, I'd probably say, is getting better and better, so he might have a few more challenges, but those boys were neck and neck, which is why yeah. no one's really dominated. Um, but yeah, the other one, Medvedev will touch on it slightly. Davidina Fokina, well to get to the quarterfinals, boys, would you say, actually? Um, his roots, you know. I tipped him before, and I said he would... Uh... I said he would do this, this uh, Davide Fokina. Didn't really beat anyone special apart from catching off in the second round, but catching off hadn't played for a while. So, but yeah, sure. decent. Nice little payday there for Davide Fokina. Keep him going anyway. Yeah. Done well. Um, but yeah, two great semi finals. I'd probably say I was really looking forward to obviously the Alcaraz Sinner one. Uh, I watched that one thinking Sinner might be able to do something there, but I think. Just after probably losing that first set in the tie break, maybe disheartened and just Alcaraz just pushed on into another gear. Well, he gave it a good go in the first set because he did have that set point at six five. Yeah. So I tell you what, if he nicks that, you go in front. Could be a different. As you said, he probably thought he's played his best um, set ever, and he lost, and and yeah. and, and he. As you said, disheartened for the uh, second set. I think even if he wins that set, though, does he win the match? Probably not. No, probably not. But That's s- how good our crowd is, yeah. to be honest. But Sinner doing well for the Italians and the stat that I, that I found out. Sinner was actually the first Italian in 45 years to get to the quarterfinals at the Indian Wells tournament. I think since it's actually began, because it's not been going on for that long. So. What about Bellatini? Is he not? He's never nailed it. Well, these are my stats, right? Don't quote the stats. You can't challenge the stats. The stats Fuck are the stats. Surely. I've not. Fuck me, he's not a player to get to the quarterfinals in the Indian Wells. Of course, he's top 10 in the world. Used to these are the facts, boys. I'm just laying out the facts. No, yeah, you can't just, challenge the facts. As shocking as it might be. Um, um, Seppi. <laughs> Seppi. Mm-hmm. You can do this afterwards. You can do no, the research no, afterwards, but uh, you won't find that no, it's incorrect. Okay. But... Um, yeah, so Sinner still doing well. Another good tournament for him, and he moves on, gaining confidence from that. Um, and then the other fan, the other semi, Medvedev, TFO. Your boy just ran out a little bit of steam there, Ryan. Yeah, I thought it was a good, um, excellent pick from me. You know what I mean? Outside of the uh, top ten, it was a good selection. And yeah. It's not like he went out easily in this game. Seven five, seven six. So. 
good selection. Yeah, Were they sent quite close with the, the tiebreaks? I don't know, 7-5, 7-6. So yeah, decent effort. Yeah. yeah. Medvedev, again, that made Medvedev now have a 19-match winning streak to get to the, obviously the final, but he was met in the final with Alcaraz, who yeah. I've never seen. A, I've watched a lot of games, and I've never seen someone just get blown away like that. Who was on a 19 game winning streak, he just made him look like an average tennis player. Yeah, yeah especially not Medvedev to get blown away. And you don't see Medvedev getting beat 6 3 6 2 normally, Because he doesn't give up, Medvedev. He's not no, like a, He gets at everything, yeah. he keeps it deep, just doesn't have the um, you know the power of like Alcaraz, you know, to yeah. to finish the points off. But he's got the serve, he's got a better serve than Alcaraz. No, he's, he's got a good one, but Alcaraz has definitely got a heavy serve there. But did boys did Medvedev get his tactics wrong or did Alcaraz get his tactics absolutely spot on for Medvedev's game? I think Alcaraz had the better game for the court. He would have won anyway, but I think he had the better game for the court. Slower court, drop shots. I think he had the better game for the court, Paul. Yeah, we agree. Yeah, yeah. I think Alcaraz, to be fair, was. And Very he coped with the conditions because it was another windy day. Um, sorry to interrupt you there, Jamie. <laughs> sorry. But, uh, um, really coped with the conditions better yeah. than um, Medvedev. And I think Alcaraz was, as we're saying, smart with his plays. You know, a lot of times at club level, you've got someone at the back of the court. You're just thinking, I've got to leather this one past them. And he was just so calm, drop shot. I think on one game I watched in the second set, he did three continuous drop shots to go on and win his game. Because Medvedev was stood three metres behind the baseline, big serve out wide, drop shots at short, sometimes even serve volume. Serve volume was <laughs> very effective, wasn't it? Anywhere, was anywhere it went on the court, he volleyed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just looking there, only one service game of Alcaraz's went to juice. That's yeah. quite yeah, emphatic quite on serve yeah. that, you know what I mean? And it was the last service game, so he was only trying to serve it out. But yeah. During the match, <coughs> he never had a sniff of breaking mm. his serve. And I was watching Medvedev. I've never seen the guy struggle to hold his serve like that before. I mean, every time I was thinking, Alcaraz is winning this game and stuff like that. And it was just... The point. The points were all on Alcaraz's string. And Medvedev, to be fair, as he does, you know, another great speech again from Medvedev. He says... I have to battle with the courts more than the players. He only yeah. ever played on this court. Uh, so he wants and he to. And he looks forward back. to faster courts next season. Yeah. Uh, next uh, season. And looks forward to coming back anyway and playing on those courts specifically anyway. But uh, yeah, very complimentary to his opponents as well. And always good in the speeches, as you say. Yeah, always good. Yeah. Always good, uh, good tournament. Overall, good tournament. Yeah, good tournaments. Well, boys, good review then of the, uh, the men's ATP. Just a touch on. Outfit of the tournament, I quite liked Alcaraz's. I quite like the pink with the, uh, it was like a cream shorts. Any other yeah. standard outfit you can remember? TFOs. Yeah, TFOs, yeah, yeah, I don't like that though. It's not, not for me. TFOs, Sinner with his little hat. I know our dad likes, dad likes the hats that, that Sinner's got on, says he wants to get one of them. The yellow one. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Um, no, I just yeah. wanted to touch on it. I quite liked Alcaraz's pink top, but I thought it was alright. Just for anyone who's interested in that. Yeah, coming next week on the podcast, the fashion segments, which Ryan will be leading throughout tonight, looking at the outfits throughout the year. But moving on to the WTA anyway. And their outfits. 
One of the first games from the second week of play for the women's was in the round of 16 that we highlighted was Emma Raducanu's big chance to prove herself against Iga. Switek, obviously getting beat convincingly by Iga um, in straight sets, 6-3, 6-1. I thought Emma played all right, to be fair, but just not enough to beat Iga. Yeah, to win the three matches that she won previously... She done very well. Yeah. Uh, she beat um the Brazilian, the Hawaii Maya. Maya. And she beat Lonetti, twentieth and thirteenth in the world. Lonetti, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, she did well. And obviously, looking at the stats from the game, you know, I always like my stats. You'd have probably thought that Eager just dominated with the serve. Um, they both had a very similar first serve percentage, but Eager was winning. 88% of first serve points compared to Emma's 44%. And you're probably thinking that's because she's dominating the points from the off. But that clearly wasn't the case, was it, no. Paul, from what we watched in the game? There were long rallies and the serve was just basically used to start off the points, so to speak. As I, as I said to you, the, the serve, a serve not the dominant force. Yeah. Dominant um, part, of the game. part of the game. It's a ground strokes, deep ground strokes, you know... Hard ground strokes, yeah. consistent, doesn't miss, and that's what wins her wins her matches. Yeah, no, potentially, boys. Would you say Emma potentially gave up at the end? Obviously, from the last eighteen points, Emma only won two of those points with Eager winning sixteen, and that's when Eager actually had her longest points winning streak for the game of thirteen points in a row. Um, I don't know. I know she had a long service game in the second set. I think there was a few juice advantages at one all, which then made it two one. So I think um, that was the reason she kind of gave up after that. I think once you go a breakdown, I think you kind of. I wouldn't say give up. Gave up's the right word. It just um, yeah, you just down. You just sort of, you just sort of like, you know, snowball yeah, effect, snowball isn't it? Snowball effect, you've, and yeah, you're giving your best effort, and you wonder. Yeah, just obviously, down. when it happens, I see it with Djokovic as well when he's winning. And he's up, and he knows like they're there for the kill. They kind of get more not showy offy in the shots, but every winner they hit goes in. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't miss. They can't miss. Maybe it's not that she played worse, but I think that happens sometimes in tennis. Yeah. Well, Emma, onwards and upwards. Anyway, that's that's gone. Hopefully, she regains and, and rebuilds momentum and hits the heights that she was doing before. Anyway. Yeah. Is she in Miami? She is. Yes. Yeah. 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 She plays Adjescu. First round. Oh, it's going to be a tasty first round. That's a decent one, that. Another, yeah. another chance, anyway. Um, But yeah, another, obviously, standout game, well, from that round, was my pick, anyway. Kvitova to go on and do bits, and she certainly did bits, let's just say, beating Pagula in, well, in three. It was it was a lot closer than I anticipated. Um, But yeah, she won it 6-2, 3-6, 7-6. What do you mean it was a lot closer than you anticipated? What did you anticipate? I thought I thought Kvitova would have done it in straight there against Pagula. <laughs> against the third in the world. Pagula only small, Kvitova being big, big yeah, tall. But physics. yeah, Pagula had the first match point that came in, obviously 5-4 in the last. Both having four match points in total. But Kvitova managing to take a fourth one. Was it just a, a toss of a coin really in the end, boys, would you say? I thought, like you said, it was a lot closer than I anticipated in you, Paul. 
I've got a bit of knowledge though, boys, for you guys to completely dismantle Kvitova, and I say she's still got a little bit of game left in her. She's got to she went out in the next rounds after that, so we don't have to hear any more about it. Listen on, but yeah, Kvitova, I'll always back you, girl. Um, another good one, Maybe. Sabalenka in the quarters. Ryan, I know this was a, a big game for you. Yeah, it? she played Barbara Krajcikova, am I right? Krajcikova. Krajcikova, who was previously in the tournament before, she beat Iga Swiatek, so I had predicted that Barbara would go far, but um, came up just short against uh, Sabalenka, but that was a real standout game for me, Paul, in that yeah, round of yeah, the draw. 6-4 final sets, you know. Yeah. Probably did she did she have chances? Um, no, she went a break down late on. Yeah. So yeah, but I mean, considering Sabalenka, sorry, Paul, to cut you off, but considering Sabalenka wasn't challenged by anybody else apart from in the final, that was the only time she struggled in the tournament that that game. So I, I did say it was going to be a close game, and it was. Yeah, coming on to the quarters anyway. I know you just mentioned obviously the Sabalenka coming through. She beat Goff in the quarters, which I thought she might have put up a little bit more of a challenge, Goff, but as you she say... She never does. I'm sorry, no. but Coco Goff never does put up a fight whenever it comes to a bigger player. And it's not that she doesn't put up a fight. She gets battered. 6-4, six, 6-love six, here. She never. She actually never does. Do you think it's a too much pressure on the home? I don't know, I just think the home player... She's only young, to be fair, so she's got a lot of... This is all experience for her. I swear down, she never puts up a fight. But she does. She she tries. She's a tennis. She's a professional tennis player. Of course, she puts up a fight. She doesn't. She might maybe have the attitude of I don't know. Maybe not got that mental side yet to beat those big players because I know. Well, she took stardom, didn't she, from the U.S. Open, wasn't it? When she went went deep into the draw, young, beaten, wasn't? Didn't she beat Williams? That's why she got the hype. Yeah, Coco she did. Yeah. Reason, yeah, she beat Ven- was Venus, wasn't it? it? Wasn't Serena? She beat Venus. Venus yeah. She beat Venus, and that's where all the hypes come from. So. Um, you know she'll win. She'll win one of these big events one day for for sure. Well, I'll keep on doing it until she does. Um, anyway, but another, obviously, talking about Kvitova again, Ryan. You'll be happy to see she got beat by Sakari, um, who's playing very well at the moment. To be fair, Sakari, although she does get knocked out in the semis she, to Savalenka. Yeah, she's playing some good tennis and, and should be definitely proud of her game. She doesn't have the game to win anything, Sakari. I think no. I see her as, as I, see sem- I see her as a quarter set on Javert, quarter final semi finalist. Yeah, she doesn't have the game to win a final. A, a big major artist. And maybe she doesn't have the mentality as well. Is she on the same lines of Caroline Garcia, would you say? But I think Garcia could potentially win the French. I don't. Hard to say. So to say, well, in the women's, you know, and they anyone as the men's is becoming a little bit now. No, Eager's going to clean up the French. That's not a debate. That one, oh. not on their favourite service. Potentially, we don't know. Is that a favourite service? I just yeah, it's out? a favourite service. Yeah. But yeah, the other obviously the other semi final, Swiatek versus Rybakina. Rybakina just can't stop beating Swiatek at the moment, can she? I think that's three times this year already she's beaten her. If I'm not correct, if I'm correct in saying, you are not correct in saying. Although is it four? two times this year and one time last year? Yeah, but what's the last year's one? What's that? That's the early this year. Uh, that's in the United Emirates Cup. No, it was last year, Jay. If it's last year, yeah, it's but last it's year. part of this season. 
Ah, this season. This yeah, season as well. When he changed his words, he's clever. This season, the way I'm phrasing it, but for some reason, why, why can't Iga beat Ryback in it? Paul? I think, you know, I couldn't tell you why, why but I can tell you that Ryback in it is a very good player. She's oh. very quiet, she just gets on with it, she doesn't... Doesn't sound I don't right. think she, she likes the limelight like, that much, but she gets on with it and she's a heck of a player. She's beaten Eager in, I would say, the top two tournaments of the year so far. The Australian Open and the Indian Wells. Yeah. And so she's beaten her in both, so... It's because she doesn't, you know, the press aren't, you know, sort of hounding her and everything, and she just sort of gets on with it. Just plays her tennis. Yeah, she's got the, she's got no the slam. Nerves, on, no Got the slam under her belt already, so... Yeah. Seeing how she moves on, but... And we have the... Uh, I oh, know you want to touch on it, but we had the repeat of the Australian Open final, didn't we? In this, but we'll talk about the semi final first. Of which one? Of Sakari and Sablanka. Sakari and Sablanka, we kind of did. Did we touch on that? Well, we touched on it saying, obviously. We touched on Sakari. Well, there's not much to touch on. It was yeah. a bit of a rollover, to be honest. Yeah. It was a bit of a, a nothing, nothing game. The final itself, I thought, was a very good yeah. competitive final, although it was straight set, but it was a. You know? As I say, quite a good one. Was it quick? It was it wasn't quick itself. It lasted longer than the men's. I'm pretty sure potentially. No, I didn't. Two hours. Sure? Two hours six minutes. Yeah, the men's was just over an hour. Oh yeah, it was an hour and a half. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah that, that's quite a, for two sets. That's you got your money's worth. Yeah, you yeah. went to the women's, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. you bought the morning session instead of the evening. <laughs> you got your money's worth. But, but yeah, there was good tennis in that. Straight set, but it was good tennis in there. And again, I thought potentially Sabalenka. There was moments in it. I think when it was like four all, I thought Sabalenka is just absolutely leather in this ball. I don't know how Ryback is gonna win this, but I think the first set, if Sabalenka doesn't double fault as much, no, she only defaulted ten times. Yeah. So she's back again, and I think they were at big moments as well. Uh, a few of them, but. Uh, I don't think she had, she didn't have the aces to back it up as well. I'm fairly sure if you're looking at the stats, I'm pretty sure Ryback and I had more aces, seven to four. The first set alone, it was six to two. So you know, yeah, I don't um understand how you can do ten aces in one set and zero in the other set. Do you mean you ten mean doubles? doubles? Do you mean double ten doubles? doubles? Doesn't make uh, sense to me. That. Can someone explain that, Jay, double fault specialist? <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you, it's you, that either relaxing or something like that. But I think she does. She just goes for it, Sabalenka. She doesn't ease off on the first serve to give her more chance to get a couple the, in. Must have talked to Jay's best mate, the uh, psychologist. <laughs> Got rid of his name. Um... He'll know it. Yeah. Believe me. But yeah, I think she. They both played great tennis, and I think there's definitely a rivalry going to be developed between yeah, those three is. as well. But specifically looking... these two. Quite healthy, both the men's and the women's tour. Yeah. There's a there's a clear top three in the women's now. Sabalenka, Rybakina and Iga. Yeah. I think they were saying that after the game yeah. as well. That's kind of like a bit of a, a top three, three situation. And about three or four just behind them and the rest. Way off. <laughs> the rest aren't anymore today. But yeah, as I say, Indian Wells, great, great, two great tournaments. Two new champions, if I'm not correct, if I'm correct in saying that one. Yeah. Yes. Little thing on... Um, Alcaraz, who didn't drop a set. Yeah. Last player to do that, did we all see? Was Rafael Nadal. <laughs> Novak Djokovic, Roger Federer. Roger Federer. Last player to do that. Out of my stuff. Wasn't that long ago, actually, because he was in his green kit. Do you remember his green stuff he used to wear? It was about 2016, 2017. 
No, that's good, good yeah. stat there, right? Yeah. Bringing the stats. I like these stats. That's Didn't, good. Uh, did drop a set. Keeping it quiet till the pot. That's that's the way forward. Yeah. But uh, we would have say that would be the wrap up, wouldn't we, for the week tennis of that two week period? But there was actually another tournament. Obviously, we addressed Benoit winning previously at Mexico. How did he do this week, boys? In the where was he at this week? Tell us, Phoenix, wasn't it, boys? How how did he do? Well, over to the challenger correspondent. Uh, that's me, Ryan Trainer. Indeed. Uh, he lost in Phoenix in the qualification. Um, against the Swiss player Reader. I've never heard of him, but back down to earth. Obviously, that pizza in his stomach. He only played a day later, so I wouldn't say it was. It, was, it, was, uh, it must be still. Yeah, it wasn't the best nutrition for him. However. He hit the ground running in Miami, and he's won his first round of the qualification only a couple of hours ago against yeah. Brower, who's actually he's well known on the Challenger Tour. This, Gilles, uh, Gilles yeah, he's yeah. quite a good player. Then. But elsewhere on the uh, Challenger Tour this week, we had it in Phoenix, and it was won by, as I said before, Borja or Borg, Borgs, yeah. a uh, Portuguese player. We had a decent. Um, Lineup in the Phoenix. Definitely a big Bellatini turn. Bellatini was there. Monfils was there. Gasquet was there. Hales was there. Cocker was there. Struff was there. Bublak was there. And Popperin was there. Swartzman was there. And I mean, because the early, um, if you they lost in the first second round of the Indian Wells. Yeah. You know they could quickly enter the, the uh, names I've just said then for the challenges already. I already. know. The potential looking it. for it. I think they're all and potential looking probably for Probably next week as well. Yeah. Whatever the challenge is next week. And then the names I've just mentioned. Hold on, Jay. The names I've just mentioned. None of them are in the, se- in the semi-final. No. They're all out within the first couple two rounds. She won't see the players get to the final. Yeah. Sorry, go on, Jay. I, I put they probably some of them thought we can get a nice little paycheck here for a little challenger event, but obviously they all had the same ideas basically. Yeah. Good input. And I think they were okay. all trying to keep into the match. I think they were trying to all keep match fit for next week yeah. as well. Like yeah. They had more mind in the Miami as well, where they've got their places already booked. Yeah, just to touch on the other um, there was Challenger an... Tour events. There was one, another? One, there was actually three. Oh. One was played in Chile. I won't talk about the other one, Hungary, because it's not ready for me. There was one in Chile, played on clay, and I think it's Paul's, one of Paul's favourite players because of one particular incident. Uh, against a player called Davide Fokina back in the day. Oh, so who was, won this event, Paul? It was um, Thiago Seymour Wild. Seymour Wild <laughs> won this event in Vina del Mar. Uh, and he beat Hugo Gaston in the final. Yeah, so Hugo Gaston on, yeah. starting to come through on the clay, yeah. getting himself ready for the French Open. But yes, yeah, Seymour Wild v um, Davide Fokina is a famous game that me and Paul... Uh, watch back in the day yeah, and there was, was a... fights and everything on court if you ever got time just google Sabreth Wild and then versus Fakina oh what happened there boys two three minutes five five years ago yeah it was five years ago and years. it was in Brazil Brazil and Fakina was just getting it from all ends of the crowd and Sabreth Wild was going off his head I'm assuming it was in Brazil then was yeah, it it was in Brazil yeah probably just we just yeah, we just... Oh, sorry, but it's always a miles away. I was, um, trying, to, I was trying to refresh But yeah, that's the, uh, that's the challenger wrap-up for the week. And Benoit's looking good in Miami Open qualification. But he does have Cocker next, as we have seen. Yeah, so I think yeah. he might come unstuck there to Kokonakis. Surprise, Cocker's in a challenge, in a qualification. Yeah, you, surprised by that. You've got to be but top not, 64 not or something the, like uh, that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, fair enough. 
But uh, yeah, obviously we're moving on now. We're great transition there, Ryan, from your events right into the Miami, as we like to see. Back to back Master Series events. Yeah, the yeah, Sunshine, the Sunshine Coast. Do they call it Sunshine States? Sunshine? No, not the Sunshine State, but they call it the Sunshine Tours or the two two weeks of competition. They call it like some sort of Sunshine. Yeah, usually it's just back to back Master okay. Series. Okay, then, yeah, yeah, back to back the sunny the sunny back to back. Yeah, so we say, but uh, Miami. Boys, straight away, I can't see past Alcaraz after that performance this week. Yeah, do your predictions change? Does the court change? I don't that think. Could, well, we'll get, get faster, won't we'll But I think the lad just, just wins it. He needs it as well to keep his ranking points because he, yeah. he did win this tournament last last year, which yeah. potentially started his career, so he's got good memories. I think keep an eye out for Francis TFO again. I'm not going to change my uh, prediction with him. I'm happy to stick with him. Would you say Zverev has, does Zverev, uh, not Zverev, sorry, uh, Stefanos, does he have a better week this week? Kind of a worse week. He had a bad week, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lost in the second round. I wonder what he's been uh, doing to occupy himself when he got out that early and you've got to, like, come back two weeks' time, you know. Vegas is pretty close. <laughs> Training, stuff like that. That's what he's doing. That's and then he's on the women's side of things, the WTA, you know, again, are we, are we looking to see those three up there? Again, yeah, you 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 like to see how you would like to compare the draws how the for these two events, yeah, how similar they are, but they match um, up. Does it take away a bit of the uh, the spice of this one thousand event? The fact that it's back to back, it does for me a little bit. It doesn't feel like we're in the build up to a one thousand event. Do you know what I mean by that? Or is there like a little bit of a gap in between? Yeah, just a bit of a gap. I just think it's like... Do you like a, a couple of 250s? <laughs> just throw a 250 in, throw me a, a 500s, keep me occupied, and then hit me with a 1,000. I just think it takes it away a bit of the, the magic of it, in my opinion. Yeah, there, there must be reasons why they've done it, why they, why they haven't... Put well, they do it, I think, just because... They're in the area, aren't they? Well, they could put a couple of... They could put a couple of... It's in the area. It's a big place, America. Yeah, it's also the time of year, and when they've got to try and fit them in, when they're good weather, as you say, the better weather's meant to be. Yeah. I just think it takes away a bit of the uh, the buzz of a thousand event. I don't look at the Miami event and think, wow, like you do Indian Wells, uh, Madrid... Do you know what I mean? Rome. No, Rome. We're going there, now. We're going there. We could be. But yeah, so... There we are. There we are. A quick summary then, boys, of the predictions. Men's, who are we saying is going to win? Paul. So obviously we're picking outside of uh, Alcaraz, yeah? Yeah. Paul. Sinner. Yannick Sinner. Oh, my one from this week. Me, I'm going to go for Tyler Fritz. I thought he had a good tournament as well. I'm going to go for him outside. I'm going to go with a real bounce-back victory. Stefano Tsitsipas. We don't know what he's capable of this week. He's an outside... He's an outsider, really, isn't he? He's second... He's ranked second for it. Second for it? What am I trying to say? He's second seed. seed. Yeah. So... Is he now? Is he still after the... uh, This week's and stuff like that? Perfect. No worries. And on to the women's, then. One of the three. How about we all have one each from the three? Yeah, go on. Then. I'll have the most likely one, Sabalenka, in my opinion. I think I'll she could. I think Sabalenka could go on early doors. To be fair, I've got my feet. I think she's out of the top three. She's the one who could 
go out early doors and no well I've been left with Ryback and I have to try and do the old double but let's see at least one of us are gonna does anybody ever do the double men's or women's is that infamous Paul you would know more than us doing that yeah, the Indian Wells and Miami. Yes, uh, probably Nadal, Federer, and Djokovic days. They've probably done it on yeah numerous numerous occasions. Yeah, I imagine so. Mm. But yeah, another great pod, well summarized, boys, and looking forward to the Miami Open anyway. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. can't wait. See you in Miami, I guess. That's yeah. all we have to say. Eh? The Hard Rock Stadium. Yeah, Hard Rock Cafe, isn't it? Till then, that's what I know. That's Paul.